everybody. Welcome to No It's Real Monologue, where I talk about whatever I want, and I don't know when to shut up, like ever. And hopefully, if this goes well, crossing my fingers, you can actually see me this time. So, hi. If you can't see me, and if shit hits a fan like it has the last two recordings, I'm so sorry. I'm really trying my best. But, enough about me, I have a guest that wow, I wanted you to come on again for the longest time. And here we are. Ryan's back. How are we doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm just dandy. I love how we're both like matching pinks. I know. I was going to point that out too. I guess it's the Mean Girls um, agenda. You know? Maybe you can find that. But has- <laughs> honestly, go us. I love women. Um, so with that, you have already introduced yourself, so if you want to learn a little bit about Riley, go to episode 75 to get a little bit of an intro, but how's your week been? How's how's life? I haven't talked to you, like, kind of face-to-face in, like, a hot minute. Yeah, life is good. Life is much different than when I was on the last episode. What episode number is this one? This is episode 102. Wow, that's crazy. So it's been a while. I feel like I would have been a little bit further along if I didn't have a job that I work like 14 hours a day, six days a week at for like five months. I would yeah. have been way ahead of schedule right now, but you know, hey. Hey, I'm, that's all right. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's so cool though. Um, but yeah, I've been good. Just been to this week has been a little bit more of a chill week, just working on some music stuff. Um chilling at home and then I have some gigs this weekend and I had some gigs last weekend that's usually how it goes but yeah well how fun speaking of that um the last time that we did talk maybe I should do a catch up of the week before I like get straight into it um turns out (laughs) little TMI um I got I went to the doctors and I got a yeast infection (laughs) Literally, I just went to the urologist because I went to a different doctor like three times about similar issues. And they were like, here's some antibiotics. And I was like, hey, it's not working. But luckily, I found a urologist that like cured everything for me and I owe her my whole life. So, well, there you go. (laughs) See, we love we love people that know how to fix things, I guess. Um, Yes, yes. So yeah, we've both kind of been going through that a little bit, which, you know, big row row. But I'm glad we can provide a little bit of a distraction with a fun little interview or interview yeah. too, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was just talking to my boyfriend about how there's such a stigma around like like having a UTI or having a yeast infection and it's so painful and it's so common. It and is. like when you're like at work or something, like you don't want to you know, like you're just like running away because you're in pain and you don't want to tell your boss and like all your coworkers like, oh, I have a UTI. Like it, that just feels so strange and TMI to tell someone, but like it shouldn't feel like that because we deal with it constantly. Yeah, I've gotten to a point where like if I ever got a UTI at work or if something was off at work, I'm literally just like, hey, brother, fucking something stinging, rut row. And yep. like I'll straight up tell them. Like I don't care. <laughs> if they see me differently, it's so bad. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. But anyways, um, coming out of the subject of UTIs for a second, <laughs> um, are you thinking we just want to jump straight into the interview? Because I have some questions. <laughs> sure, sure. Perfect. So as, if people haven't caught on from like, if you've listened to episode 75 and if you're listening to it now, 
she, uh, Riley has made the transition to having her own small business shop illusory. And you are now a musician that has mm -hmm. big goals and talent, like no other. Oh my God. Thank so, you. No. Yeah. No problem. I mean, Hey, I'm a music major or I was Morgan. You're not in college anymore. Um, I was, <laughs> I was a music major and like just everything with music. I like geek out a lot. So like when I see someone with like the right technique and the right amount of talent, like my brain just goes like, I don't know. But Thanks. I'm to ask you first is what gravitates you towards music and like what really motivated you to like pursue this path of your life? Yeah. So um, basically, I mean, the classic musician tale, I've been singing since I was very little. I grew up with um, my dad plays piano and both my parents sing. And so we had a baby grand piano in my house growing up. I learned how to sing before I learned how to walk. Like it was very natural for me. Um, so I've been singing and playing piano since very, very young. And it's always been something that I was super passionate about, but I guess I didn't ever really think that I had what it takes to like make the step and make it into my career and make it more than just a passion and a hobby. Um, until, you know, I, I turned to my other passion for a while when running my business um, in the fashion industry and I kind of destroyed that passion by going too hard into the business side of things there. And um, I don't know, I feel like the, the natural progression for me was just to really heavily turn back to writing and making music with my friends and making music by myself in my bedroom. And it just it just felt right. So now I'm just kind of bridging that gap and trying to find a balance of like not destroying another one of my passions by making money from it. Um, but it's always, it's always tough, but I'm, I'm so much happier. I really could not be happier with what I'm doing right now. So it, it feels right. <laughs> good, 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 good. I love that. Um, and like, I have like a similar, uh, story to you because even though I'm not pursuing music like on a level that you are I also have been singing since I was like very very little and have like been do 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 on like little keyboards for like as long as I can remember and again I studied it in college as well so yeah it definitely like makes me feel very like joyous when a lot of my talented friends just start to find success where they want to have success in like, if that makes any sense at all. My brain is not turned on yet. But <laughs> just like, uh, it just makes me so happy to see you, like, glowing. And, like, seeing you, like, explore everything that you were, like, meant to. Like, seriously, I've listened to Surface Level Love. And I'm sitting here, like, I start, like, singing it, like, all over the house. And I'm not even thinking about it now. And, like, it's just one of those songs where I show people and it, nobody has ever said, like, a bad thing about it. Thank like, you. I really appreciate that. Like, I've always heard really, really good things. So hopefully, you know, if there's a couple of streams coming in, hopefully that's my doing. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it so much. I'll take any stream I can get. It's so hard. That's like one thing that right now I'm just like, I have no idea how to get streams on my music. But, you know, I'm just releasing and hoping and praying. So... <laughs> honestly and hey you know what I'll be your biggest fan if you want I'll share your shit like everywhere if you want yes. like I'll be like a little <laughs> but like it's just me and like, it'll be it'll be a fun time 
Um, so another question that I wanted to ask is like, what helps you get the most creative and motivated when it comes to like writing, recording, producing all the works? Like when you're creating the art that you're creating, like what gets you in like the zone? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like, um, well, okay. I will bring up my boyfriend, Sean, because he will come up several times throughout this episode um, because we started off as duo partners making music together and we were best friends for a long time and now we're dating which is crazy but anyways um, the reason why I'm bringing him up for this question is because he's one of the biggest people that inspires me so much and um, he outside of gigging with me he's in a bunch of bands and he's always writing and he's always recording and you know doing xyz he plays like every instrument under the sun and he's incredibly talented at all of them it's actually like probably not fair to anybody and i don't understand how he exists but whatever um but yeah so being surrounded by musicians like sean like a lot of my other friends who are so talented um it just really inspires me and i feel like every time that i write especially recently it's because you know, I'm scrolling on my TikTok and I'll see a video by one of my friends and it's just a song that they just sat down and wrote. And I'm like, oh, I could sit down right now and write a song and then I'll do that. And I, I wouldn't have had the inspiration otherwise, if not for the community that I'm surrounded by that is constantly creating and constantly putting out amazing content. And I just want to be a part of that. And it's it's so cool to me. I don't know. But the energy is like contagious almost. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's awesome because we all have such different styles. Like one of my friends is like an R and B singer. One of my friends is in a rock band. Um, my boyfriend is in a lot of rock bands. It's like all of my friends aren't necessarily making the same type of music that I am, but like all together we just have like all these different genres all these different styles and I don't know I just find that really really cool that's awesome I love that speaking of like like finding like a creative team to kind of like bounce off of um what does your team like typically look like is it just like you and Sean being like the creative duo that we didn't know that we wanted but we actually needed <laughs> or are there like more people that help make dreams come true or like what does that all look like for you so 92 percent of it is me and sean i would say um but now we're kind of working on expanding that and um for example this weekend i'm we're shooting a little like live music video for my next release which is so exciting and i'm really really looking forward to that um and so I'm having Sean play acoustic guitar and I wanted some electric guitar in the live video to just add some ambiance, like fill in some space, yada, yada. Yeah. And um, luckily Sean has a bunch of connections to really talented musicians. And he used to have another duo partner before doing duo gigs with me. Um, and his name is Sam and he plays guitar and he's incredible. And so I'm having him in the video with me and Sean um and Sam also coincidentally is now a booking agent and he books us our duo gigs now so it's like this full circle kind of moment um and Sam is great and um yeah and so for that song that we're shooting the live video for we're not gonna have 
drums or bass or anything else in the video besides the guitars but for the actual recording now we're thinking like adding all these other instruments just fleshing out the song because we have you know the basic structure of the song done and recorded and all that um, and I'm like hmm, maybe I want some drums maybe I want some bass so now we're reaching out to to more of our pals in the industry and saying hey do you want to play drums on this <laughs> and hoping that people say yes so that's pretty much how it goes <laughs> like having the video be more of like a live acoustic version and then having like the full out song just everywhere yes gotcha I I get so excited when I see that kind of stuff I really do especially when like the like live version and then like the studio version are like on the same like app and stuff and then I just get to listen to both of them and then I get to see like how the performances are portrayed like this way or portrayed like this way and just oh I'm excited yeah I'm really, I'm really excited. Like, <laughs> I happened to pick the hardest song to sing that I have ever written um to do this live music video for so hopefully I can sing it but I think it'll be fine <laughs> Again, I I think you're a little too hard on yourself. I think you'll be <laughs> amazing. Like, and I'm not kidding you. Like, you'll be amazing. You really yeah. Um. What are speaking of like kind of like oh I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sing this or like oh this is happening. Um. What are like the big pros and cons of pursuing music on this level? Like pros and cons that you've noticed so far? Yeah. Um. There's a lot of pros. I mean, I. I don't know if I mentioned this in this video yet, but I am also in a wedding band and I'm in this 11 piece wedding band. It's so many people. And, you know, there's always the risk of people that you work with in different bands and different groups, whatever, like not really vibing with you or vice versa. And luckily in that band, like we, it feels like family. They're all like men in their sixties and I'm obsessed with them. And they're like all my father and um, so that's a huge pro is just meeting people and forming like a connection with all these people that feels like family. And that that's a huge pro. That's the biggest pro that that comes to mind, just meeting people and meeting people that I wouldn't have met. You know what I mean? Like in any other way of life, I would not have crossed paths with these 60 year old men that played the trombone you know what I mean like <laughs> um so that's been really cool and I don't know just feeling like I'm I'm creating things or like even at cover gigs when I'm not singing my original music but I'm still I'm still I still feel like I'm creating and I'm sharing my my gift with people that care to listen and that feels really really cool and then cons I would say is the self-doubt I feel like for me I, I'm a perfectionist the nothing I do is ever perfect so that's you know a hard pill to swallow that's probably one of the biggest cons is just the battle between like oh I feel really good I feel like I nailed that performance and then the next day trying to write a song on guitar which I'm horrible at playing and just wanting to shrivel up into a ball in the corner um yeah but yeah so there's a lot of pros there's a lot of cons but I, I feel like the pros definitely outweigh the cons for sure. Absolutely. And like, I think another thing that most people really don't un like get to is like, I totally got that when you're like the self-doubt 
the imposter syndrome. You're like, okay, is this really like something that I deserve to be doing? Like, am I right? This like blah blah blah. And as you said, something really resonated with me when you were like, I want this to be perfect. I want this to be perfect. And I'm like, I don't think perfect actually kind of exists, which I feel like a lot of us really just trip ourselves up over. Everyone deserves, like, thinks that they need to be like perfect or blah, blah, blah. And I mean, hell, like last month I was in like a depressive episode and I was just crying to uh, my boyfriend and I was just like, I just want to be the perfect girlfriend. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, nobody's perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. And like, I feel like the quote unquote imperfections is what makes it perfect and unique in the first place. Mm -hmm. So like, I think one thing that has really helped me keep going, and I think that it can help a lot of people as well. There is no one that can do your life better than you. There is no one that can do your craft better than you personally do it because you have that unique little touch that makes it different from everybody else and that's and you're pretty quote-unquote perfect at that if I do say so myself so, <laughs> I don't know if that'll help any listeners at all but you know that, that's helped me <laughs> and now yeah. coming out of that depressive episode I'm like oh my god hi <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> rationally hi <laughs> cannot relate but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, we'll all get there eventually, but in the meantime, hopefully that inspires good content, maybe. Is that like a cancelable thing to say? I have no idea. But uh, while we're we're at it, this, okay, this is me just geeking out about music. This next question, what genres of music do you like to sing? And like, what do you like to create instrumentally? And like, what do you gravitate towards listening to? Like, do you have any art? are Irish wow and do you have any artists that like inspire you and of course the answer could be like oh I like singing folk music but I really like like synthetic pop to listen to or whatever like whatever whatever yeah (laughs) so all right where do I begin um I mean I must begin with Billy Joel I don't know if I've talked about Billy Joel with you but I have him tattooed on my arm I have his lyrics tattooed all over my body like that man means more to me than anybody in the entire world music wise and um yeah I mean hands down my biggest inspiration ever ever and I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from the 70s and classic rock in general like Fleetwood Mac in when I'm um doing cover gigs or even with the wedding band like I sing most of our Fleetwood Mac songs because that kind of like I don't even know what you would call that it's like it definitely has a like, element to it yeah like for an upcoming wedding we have a special request to sing everywhere by Fleetwood Mac and I am just so thrilled to get to sing that song like because it's classic rock but I don't have a rock voice you know like I have a as well I don't my voice isn't as deep as Stevie Nicks but I have like a folksy kind of Stevie Nicks kind of voice and I just feel like she was the blueprint for mixing like rock with softer vocals and I just really like that but the music that I write is definitely more indie soft folk vibes um, cause that's just what my voice is best at, 
but I feel like there's nothing I love more than a piano ballad and I've been really trying to get back into writing just like a solid piano ballad um because I've been focusing more on like acoustic guitar folksy stuff but I I really need a piano ballad on my next project because it just needs to happen um have you listened to um pink by leon like the acoustic version that was like on the village or something mm -mm. when we get done with this podcast and everybody else too when you get done with this podcast don't click off but um go to youtube and look up pink leon which is l-e-o with like a little dash over it and n l-e-o-n and it's like the acoustic version that she does and that solid piano ballad like if you're looking for any inspiration for anything like that I have cried to that in the car numerous amounts of times in my life so I I would say if that's the goal that you're looking for then definitely that one for sure that's like the first person I thought nice yeah um that also reminds me I'll throw out another recommendation for the listeners um the song one last chance by Maro M-A-R-O incredible song Maro is like one of the best artists I've ever seen live she is a beautiful angel and she's perfect like I know we said that perfect does not exist she is perfect um <laughs> but I'm obsessed with everything that she does and that song it never fails like I put that on and I'm just like I'm like a wreck but also like the happiest I've ever been at the same time it does something to me but anyways yeah one last chance by Maro classic so good um yeah I might have to put that in what can Morgan I stop listening to even for like later like <laughs> here's the bonus no. one <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the last episode that you were on you were telling me that you were in the process of making it an EP and how you've already recorded a song for it and I was wondering like as much as you are comfortable with giving what is like the progress of it now and do we have like a certain story that you're trying to tell or like a picture you're trying to paint with this album or is it just kind of like hey you know it's me and you're just like experimenting like all different like versions of your musicality mm -hmm. so um yeah so surface level love is probably the song that I was referring to in when we last talked about the song that was being recorded and that one is out if you guys want to stream it um but yeah super proud of that song but the next song that I'm going to release um it's called lie to me I feel I feel like I can give the track name on here I feel like you guys you guys will keep it a secret but um yeah, yeah it's called lie to me and it's one of I mean okay I mentioned earlier that I suck at guitar but then I discovered open tunings and that changed Ooh. my life because I can just strum all of the strings and it plays a beautiful chord like that's crazy so I started messing around in open d and I wrote this song pretty much from beginning to end without needing much of Sean's help which is kind of crazy because I can write a song completely by myself on the piano but guitar I feel like I never really have the right chords that I'm hearing in my head to like piece the song together because I just don't know how to play them but anyway so I'm really really proud of the next track that's coming out um the lyrics I'm super super proud of the melody I'm really proud of like every every piece of this song it's like my child like that's why I'm doing the live video of it I just want like 
I just want to put as much attention and focus on this track as possible. Um, so the goal is, or the plan, is to release it as a single and then release the live music video. And then I'll probably release like three more singles because I recently discovered that Spotify, the way that the algorithm works, it's much more beneficial for small artists to release songs one by one because if you release a whole project, you can only submit like one of those songs to be on like the release radar or whatever it's called. So you can't have like all of your songs be submitted for like those Spotify playlists, which I think is really stupid. But um, yeah, so it's called the waterfall effect or waterfall plan or something to release like a bunch of singles and then have your whole EP kind of come to fruition at the end of that. Um, but I have about seven, I think, songs in total to be released over who knows how long, but I'll be trucking away at that. But recording an album is so expensive. So um, we'll see <laughs> when I get there. <laughs> Absolutely. And hey, I'll be cheering you on literally the entire way. Like you say the word, I'll be there. Um, I'll, I'll be like front row every time with like a sign and everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like, or just like enlighten me because like, I've always wondered working as a musician, I've always wondered what like the day to day or like the day to week, like life of a musician kind of looks like. So like with your experience so far, what, what is it like? Like, what is your so detail? Yeah, so um, it definitely depends like month to month or I guess season to season because with being in the wedding band, we don't have, we do other um, like events too besides weddings. So we had a couple of like events or like galas or whatever they were um, over the past couple of months throughout the winter, but we don't have many weddings in the winter. So not gigging as much with the band um, which means, you know, trying to gig as much as possible with Sean on those dates that I have available. So, um, but also a lot of like restaurants and bars and like venues and stuff, they're slower in the winter because um, I guess people aren't leaving their houses in the cold as much or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, so getting gigs in the winter is just difficult in general, but um, December was actually a pretty, a pretty solid month where we had um, between like band like events and cover gigs with Sean I had like two or three gigs a weekend and then I'll I have rehearsals with the band every Wednesday night and then since me and Sean are dating we just rehearse whenever we feel like it whenever I'm at his house and then um, one Monday a month I do showcases with the band which is kind of just like it's not like a competition per se, but it's like four or five bands within my agency will all perform like a 30 minute medley of our like best like showstopper songs to an audience that's all like potential clients that we're trying to get to book us. So it's like a little bit of friendly competition between the bands and the agency, um, which I think is super fun and like everyone's very nice to each other it's not like we're you know coming for each other's throats but <laughs> it's super cool so we do that um once a month on a random monday and that's always really fun because we do it at 
like a performance venue so we're on like a big stage and there's all the lights and the audience is super into it because they came there to see the bands and a lot of them are getting married or throwing these giant parties and they're super passionate about seeing the band so that's super fun but yeah um and then in the summer me and sean have a residency playing down at the delaware beaches in dewey um thursdays and sundays and then fridays and saturdays i usually have weddings or other random gigs around pennsylvania and delaware with sean so that's pretty much the schedule and then um any free time i have i'm always just writing and recording and working on all that stuff and like not to like kind of compare from like one to the other but like i noticed like okay so i was listening to episode 75 before having you on and I also asked you on there, like, what your day-to-day looks like as there. And I could tell that you, like, liked to do it, but you were also, like, very overwhelmed with doing it. And you were just like, I would love to have a little bit of help. I would love to have a little bit of a break and stuff like that. But now listening to your day-to-day now, like, it's still a jam-packed, like, back-to-back-to-back-to-back stuff. But you just seem, like a lot more content with it and you seem a lot more excited about it and you seem just really honestly like you just seem like happier you know oh yeah the last time that I was on um was probably like one of the lowest points in my life or maybe it was like right before the lowest point in my entire life um I was just so beyond burnout and overwhelmed um, because running a business that's completely your own is just crazy because you you just don't know like no one teaches you how to balance work and life when you're working out of the same space that you're living in first of all and second of all it's like every time I would open my phone I would see all these work messages and emails and like you know, feel like I was obligated to respond to people whenever I saw the messages. It was never like, okay, I'm I'm clocked in, I'm showing up for work, I'm, you know, getting all my work done, and then I'm going to go home and not think about work at all. There was not a time where I was not thinking about work for three years straight. Like, it was the most overwhelming experience that I have ever felt in my whole life. But now, even though I'm still working for myself, like, I show up to gigs I play the gig and then I go home and you know I feel I feel good about myself and there's still work to be done while I'm home you know practicing warming up recording writing whatever but I can do that on my own time and it's not like someone is waiting for me to fulfill something for them like it's not like someone's like where's this song like you gotta write this song like I don't answer to anyone I'm just making music to make music and it's way less overwhelming. I still get overwhelmed. I still get like anxious about it because I'm putting pressure on myself, but no one else is putting pressure on me. So I'm much happier. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I can tell. And like, honestly, it's just, it's contagious a little bit. Like the energy of just like finally taking care of yourself and just finding a path that best suits you. Like that energy of just feeling relief is just contagious. It really is. That's good. <laughs> that. Um, in the last episode, we talked about 
wanted to create more authentic content online, like really burying our souls and making sure that few things don't feel rushed, but like, right. And like, as you said, like earlier in the episode, like things just feel a little bit more correct, like in your life. And I was wondering, like, do you feel like you're completing that mission with creating more authentic content and like being more honest with yourself now that your passion and focus is music rather than shop illusory? Yes. Um, so the transition between posting online content, trying to grow a fashion brand, and now posting, trying to get people to interact with my music content has been quite crazy for me in my brain because they're just like completely, completely different things. And I feel like I you know, I have a really good understanding of social media. I have a really good understanding of just creating on the internet, I guess. Um, but I didn't really realize that the only ways that I have done that are in the fashion world somehow. Like I used to work as a social media manager for a clothing boutique. And obviously I ran my own business and like every type of social media thing that I've done has been through a fashion related lens which I still love doing like I'll still post like my thrift hauls and you know outfit videos and stuff like that yeah yeah. it's been kind of wild and uh mildly discouraging (laughs) making the switch to posting music content because fashion is in my opinion a much more like I don't want to say like relatable subject, but it's just easier to appeal to the masses with fashion for some reason. And music just feels so much more personal because it's like, you know, like I could, I could post a thrift haul and be like, here are all the things that I'm collecting, like shop these things. And, you know, it, I just feel like it's, it's much easier to, to just find a, a niche and stick to it and have a bunch of people that care about that thing whereas with music like I'm I'm posting covers and I want to make them as authentic as possible so I'm only really covering songs that I love and that I'm passionate about but the music that I listen to is not popular music like like Billy Joel for example obviously very so many people listen to his music technically very popular music but it's not it's not what's trending on tiktok you know what i mean like what's like mainstream like streaming on the radio or anything like that right like i just don't really listen to the things that i probably should cover to get like a viral video but i'm like i don't know i've just been kind of thinking about that lately and like if i do like blow up on the internet for my music I want it to be the most authentic version of myself and I want it to be a song that I'm passionate about singing and I don't want to just record covers to record covers like just because I think that the song will do well and I don't really care about the song you know what I mean I've just always been like that and I have a lot of friends that are also in the music industry and posting covers all the time and they'll take requests and they'll learn new songs and they'll um post like they'll they'll do their research on tiktok before recording covers and only record the things that are like the most popular 
or like that they think that people will interact with the most and I do those things from time to time to a certain extent but I don't know just it's very important to me to post things that I'm proud of and that I'm passionate about and that I would want to watch yeah even though they might not be the most popular videos because something that's very important in my opinion to anyone that is trying to create an audience on the internet no matter what your your niche is or your category of content is you have to not only attempt to appeal to the masses and draw people in but once you have those people even if you got three new followers today you have to kind of make note of like okay these people followed me because of x and what are they going to want to keep seeing from me and those videos might not go viral and bring in a bunch of new people but you're retaining that audience that you already have and I feel like that's a super important piece especially with music because there's so many musicians and it's such a saturated like market I guess on the internet there's so many musicians and if someone doesn't feel like they're really resonating with what you post um they're just gonna look elsewhere like I've definitely experienced following other musicians for one thing and then they as I'm following them I'm just kind of realizing that they're only really posting for the virality of it all and they just don't seem very genuine and um their music isn't as their music content isn't as like relatable and what's the word I'm looking for like I guess just like casual and like intimate I guess yeah and when they just have like viral video after viral video of like pop song after pop song it's like I don't really care to stick around you know and like that might appeal to a a wider audience but I don't know does this make sense (laughs) like I even as you were saying like what resonates most with your audience what got you followers and like how can you branch off of that and like as you were talking about that aspect. I was thinking about how like on Instagram and TikTok, I've noticed that the things that really start to like trend the most for me is when it's not just like a fast trend, which I think my most viral video on TikTok is like kind of like a viral-ish trend that really didn't take much time. But the other two on there, like I fully edited the video and created the video and created, like I was creative and like, one of the photos that I have on Instagram that's gotten the most likes so far is um, I tried to recreate like a poster for No Eternal Monologue, but like the same kind of poster that the 1975 posted. So for people who can, you know, see this on YouTube and stuff, this is what the poster looks like that I took inspiration from. And then I ended up creating these two posters because of it. And they all got a lot of likes and they're just like, whoa, what so I'm like okay so the very like fast viral trends tend to just like get like more popular but at the same time like what really consistently shines is when I like put my authentic creativity into it and like I totally get that too where like if it's like this person covers like pop song after pop song after pop song after pop song I get that because like it's a popular song and a lot of people know it but they get to hear your spin on it which is cool but I still don't feel like it has the most authenticity 
when there's people out there that are really presenting their works, like original pieces out into the world. Yeah. Um, like I tend to gravitate towards those most because I'm like, ooh, this is new. Ooh, this is different. I literally follow this um, TikTok account uh, where he posts like small artists that are creating their music and they're like, hey, like this is music recommendations of blah, blah, blah. And like some of them are like, more like smaller artists, but then other than them two are like independent, like, hey, I just wrote the song and I'm looking for streams and blah, blah, blah. So like, if I find the account that I'm like thinking of, then like I'll tag them below. But yeah, like having that, like just having that authentic creativity just come out and being so individualistic. Like, of course it's a little bit rare because like, now most days like we're living in 2024 like i really don't think there's such a thing as an original thought anymore but there is such a thing as having sort of an unoriginal thought but having your own creative spin on it that makes it like original makes it unique you right. know yeah. like, lots of content i gravitate towards personally <laughs> yeah no i completely agree i feel like a lot of the musicians that i love following like even if all they post is covers I like following the people where they're not just covering all the popular songs on TikTok that people are blowing up by covering. Like, I like to see their own music taste in what they're singing because that's just way cooler to me than just seeing the same songs over and over again. Even though, you know, like what I think of right now is the fact that every single person on music TikTok is covering Linger by the Cranberries, mm -hmm. myself included, because... I just genuinely like that song. So I was like, all right, I'll hop on the bandwagon. And mm -hmm. it's like my popular cover on my TikTok now, which of course it is because I'm playing into the trend. But yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of finding a balance between posting the the viral stuff, the trend stuff, um, and putting your own spin on it, like you said. Like that can be cool. But then I feel like, if that's all you're doing, it just it just gets old because that's all that everybody's doing. And, you know, you want to stand out. But it's very difficult. It's very difficult. I've been I've been struggling a lot with trying to figure out how, especially with TikTok, like I just I don't know, the most random things will will get views. Like the other day before I went to bed, I just posted like a random snippet of me singing at a gig in like a crowded bar the audio sounds like crap but I just like wrote a silly little caption and I was like something about like singing pretty little love songs to like a room full of screaming 20 something year olds like that was the caption and everyone was just like yeah that's so real and I was like oh cool <laughs> and I, I like woke up and it was like doing numbers compared to my other videos and I was like okay like none of this is that serious like I I don't know at the end of the day I'm just posting what I want to post and what I feel like people would be interested in seeing from me and if if those videos do well then they do well and if they don't then they don't but something if I'm posting and posting and posting something is bound to go well eventually right people, <laughs> people will definitely find you eventually I hope so Sometimes it's a little bit of a waiting game, but like, and again, I'm caught in that waiting game myself, but again, like the right people will find you and mm -hmm. the more connections you make too, there's also support. So like, 
knowing you and your talent and your energy, it, you're going to take off eventually. Like yeah. I, can already, I can already like picture like billboards having like your name and face on them and like, having, oh, that's so nice. you know, like I'm already picturing it in my brain. Thanks. I really appreciate that because the imposter syndrome, like you said earlier, it's so real. Like, I don't know, especially because like, yes, I've been singing my whole life, but I've only within the past year started actually taking myself seriously as a musician. And still, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, like I'm surrounded by all of my friends that are so talented. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I doing in this group of people? Like, but, you know, I have to realize that that I do deserve to do what I'm what I'm doing and what people are paying me to do so you know it's it's fine I guess it's totally fine um I feel that um one of the last questions that I have is um I know you talked about it a little bit earlier but I kind of want to hear a little bit more in depth you're able to find a better work-life balance now that you've made your pivot correct like you're yeah okay good 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 because like again when you're when you have your own small business and you have your own creative endeavors it's honestly like a little bit exhausting like working for yourself but also working basically 24 7 because you can work whenever you want but at the end of the day it's also just like if you have like customers in demand like you basically kind of have to be like in business mode like 24 7 like on the clock all the time and yeah that can be very aggressive and very exhausting mentally at times. Yeah, it was, like I said, the the worst time of my life. And um, like even before it got really bad, like I've struggled with anxiety and depression for a long time. And like that'll come and go in waves. But when you run your own business and you're all these people are relying on you and only you um I I had a couple of assistants at one point but most of the work was still on my shoulders and it's just like you know it would be one thing to wake up feeling super anxious and then you know you got to get yourself out of bed and go clock into your nine to five like that's one thing but when you run your own business and you are the only person responsible for like making sure that you're getting X, Y, and Z done that you need to get done. It's like, it, it just doesn't happen always. And, and then that makes things spiral even more because then the next day when you're feeling better, you're even more overwhelmed by work. And it's just like, it just piles and piles and piles. And it was just insane. So anyways, all that to say is that now I having experienced all of all of that and all of the chaos of that um I'm very much prioritizing my mental health in the journey of working for myself in this other venture as being a musician and um to to get a little real for a second um with a real example the other day me and Sean had planned to spend the whole Sunday shooting content together and you know, I, I spent the whole week making all these a list of all these ideas that we were going to shoot and we were going to write this and we were going to record this and blah, blah, blah. And we were both really excited to do that. And then I woke up on that day on Sunday and I was just 
I just had a breakdown and I didn't even really know why it was like it was like accumulation of a bunch of things as it always is but being in the position to just say you know what I need this day to like maybe I can get a couple of productive things done but I'm certainly not going to do my makeup make myself look good and sit in front of a camera all day like the plan was you know what I mean like that was not in the cards for me and I felt bad that 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 was Sean's plan for the day too but he just kind of sat me down and he was like listen like you're clearly struggling and we are at the what's the word I'm looking for we have the privilege to not have to do these things today like no one is waiting for videos from us. Like, we just want to do this so that we can, you know, book more gigs or, you know, get more opportunities, have more to show for ourselves. Like, that's our personal choice. It's not like we have deadlines and we're not going to make money if we don't post these things or record these things that day. Right. And going from running my business and needing to meet deadlines and owing all these things to all these people to now like just owing things to myself it's it's completely different and I still get very overwhelmed and stressed at times because any job is stressful but it's so vastly different and I'm very very grateful for that and just kind of knowing and recognizing when when I'm in those moments that I need to just like take a step back and let myself rest and relax. Like it's very important to do that. So. Yeah. And especially if we haven't learned anything, it's like a society over the last like few years. Like if you just need a day when you're just like really struggling, like it's very important to prioritize you and your health first and take that day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I mean, maybe this is a little bit of like a wow point, but like none of us really consented to being alive. Like nobody yeah. really has to be here. Like we're all just kind of born and we're like, okay, I guess I got to pay taxes, I guess. So it's like- Dude, taxes, I can't. <laughs> I, can't I, I am personally, do. I'm not contributing this year. Sorry, <laughs> not doing it. I can't think about it. Oh, uh, anyways- no, I just talked to my, uh, the person who helps me do my taxes and I just talked to their about like no internal monologue stuff since like no internal monologue is now a sole proprietor entity. And now I don't have to just worry about personal taxes, but now I have to worry about no internal monologue taxes, which yippee. Yeah. But, Doing your taxes as like a small business owner or whatever it may be when you're self-employed, it's a nightmare. Every, okay. Everybody listening to this right now that has a normal job that like withholds your taxes for you and all of that jazz please recognize how fortunate you are because I have not experienced true stress until tax season as a self-employed individual I genuinely cannot think of something else that stresses me out more so than taxes <laughs> I, I'm so sorry I just can't like I can't do it again this is like the third or fourth time that I'm I've had to do my taxes as a self-employed person. And like, because I've also had little jobs here and there of like working for someone else. So I'm like, half of my taxes are like fine. And like for other people, half of my taxes are like, I have to do everything by myself. And then I don't even know. I don't know. 
I can't do it. I mean, hey, I I'm really fortunate to have someone help me through it because like the same person that's helping me with my taxes is like also helping like me and my family with personal taxes and stuff. Because like, I swear if, if it was just up to me, I would end up like that one TikTok person that like accidentally did the taxes wrong and the return was like 500 grand or something like that. And then they're like, um, I think I fucked up. I think I fucked up. And then like all the comments are just like, oh, jail time for you. And they're like, oh my God, like, I didn't mean it. And I was just like, oh my God, that's like my worst nightmare in a TikTok. Like, why would you show me that? But yeah, literally. I, that. I so I had an accountant at one point do my taxes for me, but that is just so much money to pay someone to. It's like money that I have to pay someone to tell me how to pay my money. That makes no sense. So Luckily, now my mom has just been helping me because my mom is a CFO. So she like understands how to do my taxes. But I don't even know, man. I certainly don't understand how to do it. And she literally she texted me the other day and she was like, hey, I need your tax return from last year. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know where to find that for you. I really don't like. I wish no. I could tell you, mom, but like I uh, no can't. No. She's like, I think that it'll save you money this year if I can just look at your tax return from last year and figure some stuff out. I'm like, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about. Second, second, what is a write-off? Third, I don't know. Like, what is a write-off? So I just went in my email and searched tax return, and then I just sent her everything that I could find. And she was like, okay. That, I'm like, but, I don't know what this looks like, but just in case this is it, here's everything in my inbox. Literally, oh, yeah. And it ended up working out for me, which I'm so grateful for. But wow, was I stressed in the like time. one email like slides in the mix on accident, and it's just like, hey, get 15% off at Dressing Lala, and then they're like, yes. that's not what I need for Texas. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh boy, oh my god, never again. I accidentally sent like my mom like the wrong email, and it was just like, hey, like get 15% off in the sale, and I was like, I don't think mom is interested in that. But you no, know, probably not. But she appreciates the accidental gesture um but before we wrap up I have one last question for you um and I ask everybody this at the end of an interview um do you have any advice for anyone out there with similar aspirations and visions as you yeah so um I'm still cracking up at the fact that we just went on a rant about taxes <laughs> anyway, it's no so... it's bound to happen <laughs> I'm just clearly so passionate about the subject. <laughs> anyway, my advice to anyone, first and foremost, would be if you're doing anything creatively at all, um, is just to focus on your community, not only to like the people that you're posting to, your audience, I guess you would say, but also the people that are doing the same things as you. Because I think a lot of a lot of the times as creative people we get kind of wrapped up in, you know, trying to be the best of the best and comparing ourselves and whatever it may be. Um, and I mean, speaking for myself, I don't want to speak for other people, but I'm not like a super jealous person or like comparing myself to people and getting jealous of other people like constantly. But I feel like inherently in human nature, that is a thing that, you know, you're going to see people that are you know, maybe they have a couple years on you in the industry and they're doing all these things that you want to do and then you're going to feel kind of bad about yourself. And at least for me personally, I feel like a lot of the times that makes me 
not really want to be around that person or hang out with them or like pursue a friendship with them because you kind of think that it's just going to make you feel worse about yourself. But in my experience, it's quite the opposite. And just surrounding yourself with these people that are doing what you want to do or, you know, maybe some people in your community, like you have a couple of years on them and they're just starting and it's like you can all work together in all of these different ways. And I just find that so beautiful. Like there's a bunch of musicians in Philly that are, you know, doing the same things as me and we're super close and I'm super grateful for that. And um, like in the wedding band community, they're like, if one of my vocalist friends that's in another band gets sick and can't make a gig, like she's going to reach out to me because I'm a reliable friend and I can, I can step in and I can fill in for her. And then I'm getting gigs that way. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you don't make these connections and, and you're not a genuine person and just being your genuine self, then you're not going to get as many opportunities, but also just the community is so important and so lovely to have. And I just can't imagine not having that. So yeah, that was just me rambling about make friends. It's so important and it's so difficult to do that sometimes. But um, lately that's been my like number one priority is just like seeing other small music creators on TikTok and following them and commenting on all of their videos, like genuine comments, not just being like, oh, this is awesome. You should follow me too, because I'm also a musician. It's like, shut up. No one wants to hear that. Like, just comment your genuine thoughts, like comment on their artistry. Like, that's how you make friends. You know what I mean? Like, not that there's anything wrong with pitching yourself, but that gets old. It's just kind of like focus on the actual friendships and then the opportunities within the business will come. Hopefully that makes sense. Right. But that's my opinion. Actually, yeah. I noticed, <laughs> not to interrupt you, but like I have noticed a lot of the times that like online, you can pretty much tell who's there to be your friend and who is there because they want something from you. Yes, exactly. Because there's people that, you know, I'm mutual followers, whatever, whatever it's called with on TikTok. And there's some people that like they'll comment on on my lyrics in one video. And it's like such a nice, genuine comment. And they'll, you know, come in on, on the melody that I wrote in another video. And then I'll do the same for them when I feel so inclined and I feel moved by their music and whatever, whatever. But then there's some people that just comment on my stuff and they're like, oh, how did you, how did you edit this? Oh, how did you do this? How did, and I'm like, you can ask questions, but it gets to a certain point where I feel like you're only following me because you want something from me because you want all these answers and it's like at a certain point you just got to kind of figure it out like like I did or like we all do you know what I mean like I don't know there's nothing wrong with asking questions but you just got to go about it in a genuine way in order for it to not come across as like just trying to feed off of someone else in the in the same industry as you and then just kind of leave them high and dry because that's the vibe that I get from some people that follow me on TikTok and they're just like do you have any advice for this how did you do that and I'm like like yes I do but I don't know like you're going about it in the wrong way because you never actually like show that you care about my music or anything of the sorts and so like why would I want to help you I don't feel like I have a friendship with you you know 
Whereas like, I have a fear of doing that all the time. Like when I hit up people for small business of the week, it's genuinely because like I saw their content and I really like what I'm seeing. And I'm like, can I just talk about you on my show? Like, it's a free thing. Like, I just want to like talk about these small businesses because like everyone has like all of these different passions and it's so, it's so cool. And I'm like, I just, oh, and like, I think I've asked one creator a question like once because I was like, I really like, it was another podcaster. And I was like, I really like the way that your set is set up. And I really like the camera quality. Everything looks so crisp and like, you're doing really well. Like, I love that. And then I was just like, I'm just curious because I'm a little bit of a nerd. What kind of camera did you use? Cause like the quality is like, and then I think that was like the one moment where I was like, oh my God, like, am I okay to ask that? I was so- No, I think, <laughs> I think there's definitely a way to go about it. Like, I don't want people to listen to this and be like, oh, she's, gatekeeping being a musician like no like I I answer everybody's questions if I get asked questions but there's definitely different connotations behind the reasons why I feel like people are asking those questions like like because I do it too like I'll like you said like I'll comment on one of my favorite creators um posts and I'll I will always first and foremost be like wow this is awesome I really love what you're doing can I ask this question? You know, because there's nothing wrong with asking people questions. But I think also the difference is that some people expect an answer from you. It's like, I experienced this with within the fashion world too, where it's like everything that you post, like oftentimes people are just like, where's that shirt from? And then if you don't answer within two minutes, they're like, oh, she's gatekeeping shirts. Oh, she sucks. <laughs> She's she's not going to tell us where any of her stuff is from because she doesn't want us to also, like, wear cool stuff. It's like, no, first of all, I don't owe you any information. Second of all, you're not going about asking for the information in a nice way that makes me feel inclined to share anything with you. Like, I don't know. There's just... Number three, like, hey, two minutes. You can wait two yeah. minutes. Patience is of the essence. That okay, that sounded very hypocritical of me because I have hyperactive ADHD and I do have like a limited amount of patience, but I'm working on it. But like patience with people, you just gotta like if you're genuinely asking, like this outfit is so cute. Where's that sweater from? I would love to like take inspiration from your like wardrobe because your style is really cool. And then if they do give you an answer, great. And if they don't, then okay, they're just busy exactly exactly and they also they don't owe you anything even if you are being super nice and asking a question like you're talking to someone that you don't know on the internet that doesn't know you and does not feel like they need to respond to anything like no one is owed a response and no one like I don't know the internet is just such a place where like everybody has these high expectations of everybody else and it's crazy like it's actually insane or like people will comment on a video and and request a song and then if you don't play that song then it's like oh you don't care about your followers like what uh, like I'm just I'm just creating my content how I want to create it like I'm not ignoring you I don't know it's just people people definitely expect a lot from anybody creating content on the internet <laughs> yeah 
honestly. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm under pressure. Um, but yeah, <laughs> totally feel that 100%. Um, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate you so, so, so much. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Not a problem. Um, Wait, I have a special friend. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. Baby! This is Wanda. Little baby! You two can see Wanda. Hello! If, <laughs> if Moscato or Noir or both comes in, like, like comes by the door, then like I'll bring one of them in. But hopefully that happens before the end of the interview. But I'm going to... <laughs> hate it. She hates it. <laughs> no, you're good. That was adorable. Oh, we love Wanda. We stand. Um, I think we can go into closing segments real quick. Sure. Okay. So, what can Morgan not stop listening to? I would say what's stick in my head, but spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the title of this podcast, I don't hear dick about shit in my head. I really don't. Um, but I think my song that I've been like kind of humming a lot to myself. So I when I saw that Joni Mitchell performed at the Grammys this year, I, oh my God, I was in tears. I was in shambles. So it Me got- Me with Billy Joel. Yeah, no kidding. So I have been listening to both sides now, but like the live version where she just has a, she just has a guitar and she just goes. I'm like, yeah. And it's such a cute little song. And now like, I think the one thing that really like made me cry about it was the fact that it was just like, hey, she has lived life on both sides now. I'm like, oh, like, you know, she has the young youth, like, what am I going to do with myself? And then now she's like, I've done it. I'm like, oh my God. Like I was, yeah, I was crying. Alex is like, what's wrong? And I'm just like, but you're Mitchell and Okay. So I would say that's like the song that I've been like ditting to for the last like couple of days. Uh, So how about you? What are some songs that you've been ditting to lately? So lately, okay, I have this friend. Her name is Daphne, and she's incredible. She's an insanely talented musician. I met her a year ago, not a year yet, in September, when um I played my first ever original show at the Ladybug Music Festival in Milford, Delaware. But anyways, um, she played right after me, and immediately when I saw her, I was like, wow, she's the most talented person I've ever seen with my eyeballs in my life, besides Billy Joel. And she just released a project called, I think it's called Where You Left Me. Yes. Um, And every single song on there is a masterpiece. My favorite ones are Cannibal and Iris. They are so good. So good. I think she thinks I'm like, well, I think I'm like too obsessed with her, but she's so sweet. What was her name again? Daphne Ekman. Oh, perfect. And then Iris. I'm adding him to the playlist now, so yee. I'm excited to listen to him. I like listening to that playlist a lot, just like hearing other people's song recommendations. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. Um, so yeah, honestly, with that, um, weekly obsessions. I would say for me, it's a little bit of two. One, I've just been obsessed with like creating new content lately and creating like graphics and TikToks and like coming up with all these different ideas. And it also allows me to like get dressed up a little bit too and like put on makeup finally. And it feels really good, especially after like the inevitable January depressive episode that I always go through every single year. Fuck January. But anyways, 
Um, sorry, Capricorns and Aquariuses, but fuck <laughs> Daybird. But yeah, um, just getting in that creative space and like creating more and more and more. Like it's honestly got me like really, really excited. And even at the end of the day, like I'm really excited to edit this because like it'll be the first time I have like audio and video that might actually fucking work this time. So I'm really excited about that. I honestly might go to a coffee shop and edit in there just to really like play into that. Like, yeah, I'm a creative. I'm editing. I'm working. Let's go. And then I get to. Did you hear Wanda making a ruckus right now? I don't hear anything. Okay, great. Which that makes me kind of. Earlier, there were a little bit of distractions where um, Alex came back home on his lunch break and he was just grabbing paperwork and he like opened the door and I thought it was one of the cats. I was like, how did the cat open the fucking door? But then I just see him like, I paperwork. And I'm like, what? He's like, grab paperwork. I was like, just text. I was like, and he's like, <laughs> so he texted me. He just goes, just get paperwork. Sorry, love you. I was like, oh. Um, but then as we were going into like the second recording session, you were talking about um shop illusory and how it was like such an overwhelming experience and then noir my little kitten thought it was the perfect time to get her paw underneath the door and go like like, (laughs) shut up like you know what this is by now cat you know exactly what this is by now (laughs) and she's also like she's gonna be four months five months here pretty soon so you know we love the fur um But another weekly obsession that I have is since I was in a depressive episode, I've been going to BoJack Horseman content a lot more lately because, you know, go figure. If you're not doing well, you go to BoJack Horseman. Um, But I am on the Reddit page and I saw that there was someone that had like a bunch of like different essays about the show online. And I thought it was going to be like, I I printed them out. Um, But because I'm a nerd and I have a printer, so I'm in and I have a printer that's great yeah I was like looking at these like essays and stuff and I was just like hmm interesting is this like the type of essay that I originally like thought it was like those video essays I see on episodes all the time no there's like I was looking at the credits and stuff and there are like legitimate like studies by like different doctors and shit and like most of them is like uh received a phd holds a phd teaches phd researcher senior lecturer senior lecturer uh visual anthropologist phd student phd student and i'm just like lecturer lecturer postgraduate re- like what it's insane and like all of these people have like so many like different like so many different accomplishments and like they have so many different qualifications but like the fact that it all came together to talk about my favorite show i was just like what like it's insane so i've been like looking at that and reading it as if it's my own personal bible lately so it's it's, yeah honestly like i have three bojack tattoos so like it's kind of obvious some people can see now um i have one for time zero here if you know you know oh Oh, thank you i really like that one it was kind of like i love that like clock arrow go and I just let the artist like kind of create it and this is what they came up with and I love it I also have Bojack um in the narcissist painting that he has in his office on my arm which I think is really cool and then on my knee which I'm not gonna show you because you know public indecency is not a thing that I would like to attribute to my record but um I have a quote on my knee it's just the view from halfway down and like I'm pretty sure the view like 
up, like the people can see the view from, and then upside down text on the bottom halfway down. Kind of gives like an Ariana Grande sweetener era where like some of the text was upside down, some of it wasn't, and it's just all lowercase, and it's just like, okay, yeah, period. So that's what I have by me. And yeah, it's a mean, it's a really meaningful show to me. I thought about watching it, like rewatching it again, so I could have it in my brain for like the seventh time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's those are my two weekly obsessions lately. So what about you? What are you obsessed with lately? I this is more than weekly, but the wordle, the crossword, and the connections. Um, there's nothing I love more than waking up every day and doing at least those three things those are my daily things but sometimes I will indulge in a quirtle sometimes I'll indulge in a semantle um the options are endless I love a word game um and my other obsession is um what was I gonna say oh I was going to say that my I've been obsessed with like okay let me uh, (laughs) let me show you I have so much clothing, right? And like that closet too. And like, of course I have so much clothing because I used to run a clothing business. But my obsession lately has been going through my closet and getting rid of everything that I own. And it's so lovely because I have really, really bad sensory issues. And so even though there's pieces in my closet that I love so much, I will never wear them because I don't want to put them on my body. And, you know, you can only have so many things in your closet that you just want to stare at. So I've been getting rid of them and it feels so good. It feels amazing. And I'm obsessed with it. And again, like if you're getting like rid of them, if you're like selling them to people like online or something like that, then that's just like another little money thing on the side. Like exactly. I'm, I'm waiting on a sweater from you. So like, yes, I shipped it out no. two days ago. I think. Yes. And I've been like kind of like looking at the tracking number like ever since and I'm like so excited because it's such a cute fucking sweater so I'm, so, cute. so I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god what is it gonna be oh my god <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so then I can wear it in like an outfit or something and then like post photos and then be like Riley did this up like <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she did she did that <laughs> it is such a sweater I wore that so many times but I don't know I've since replaced her with other sweaters and I'm just like I love it so much, but not enough to keep it in my closet anymore. So I've been so ruthless about it. I'm so proud of myself. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> Some people just have to just purge their closet as if they're just getting rid of everything. And it just lifts a weight off their shoulders, really. Oh, my God. Yeah. I need to do that with some of my closet. Huh. But I just did a job interview the other day, which would allow me to dress up a little bit more. So hopefully I can actually utilize those pieces of clothing. And if not, then, you know, done. Absolutely not. Get out of here. Uh, But yeah, speaking of like things that I don't want to get out of here, here is a small business of the week. Shout out. What? (laughs) Pivot, Morgan. Um, So the small business of the week is Dolly Designs, which funny enough, the owner is Samantha and I actually used to work with her back when I was in college and she is like one of the sweetest like funniest people I've ever met so I'm really excited to do the shadow for her so Samantha got started with her small business back in May um and so it's almost been like a year now and she's always wanted to create in some way shape or form uh she started off by trying to make like stickers kind of like what I've been doing lately and doing like stuff with vinyl prints so one day she just said you know what why not like let's give it a shot and dove headfirst in her craft 
And her small business has already been super successful already, especially within like the community that she lives in now. Like she's getting a lot of traction. And I'm like, girl, period, get your bag. Um, and she and her husband are hoping to grow and expand the business sooner than they actually thought they, they would. So if you're interested in checking her out, she creates custom stickers, cups, tumblers, and jugs. And she also custom wraps her products as well. Sometimes she'll craft like different signs for different businesses around the area. Um, and I've seen a couple of her work and you'll see the graphic on my Instagram page, which I'll promote later. Go follow my Instagram. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, her craftsmanship is honestly unbelievable. And I'm really, really excited to uh, talk about her. So, you know, hey, there's a lot of excitement within Dolly Design. So you should definitely check out her Facebook page um, of the same name to keep yourself updated on what she has to offer. And if you did want me to spell that, it is D-A-H-L-E-Y space and then designs like the word design with an s you know you know english maybe some of you um so yeah definitely check that out and while we're at it you should definitely check me and lauren out so my official website is noeternalmodeling.com my podcast merchandise collab i have with scorpio denim is on scorpiodenim.com you can get t-shirts crewnecks stickers apotype prints but if you're wanting some more unorthodox items like for example oh maybe this little pillow that I have in my office. Um, if you want a pillow like this, or if you want like a phone case, cloth, tapestry, whatever your little heart desires, go to society6.com slash denim. You get to support me and them, Society6, everybody wins. So yay. Um, while I'm at it, I was featured in a magazine, disruptmagazine.com. The article is called No Internal Monologue is the Hottest Podcast You Should Be Listening To Right Now, which, oh, you're going to make me blush. Stop, Disrupt Magazine. So go check that out. Uh, my podcast Instagram is no internal monologue underscore podcast. My TikTok is no internal monologue. Twitter or X, thanks Elon, is um, N-O-I-N-T underscore monologue. My personal Instagram is K-I-N-D-A underscore M-O-R-G-A-N-N. My personal TikTok is M-O-R-G-A-N underscore L-E-I-G-H-99. I also have a Spotify playlist of what can work and that's listening to, as I've alluded to the past like couple of times. So definitely go check that out uh i'm on spotify i'm on apple i'm on youtube now so that'll be in the description as well and yeah that's pretty much what i have lauren make yourself next to the world where can we find you um my instagram is riley lauren riley with two y's riley is spelled r-i-l-e-y not the other ways of spelling it and then i have an instagram with sean which is at riley and sean and my TikTok, what even is my TikTok nowadays? I truly don't know. Awesome. Um, my TikTok is Riley with two Y's dot Lauren. And you can find my music on Spotify under Riley Lauren. Well, there you go. Definitely stream surface level love. I swear to God, if you don't, you're a fake fan. But <laughs> but yeah, definitely check out Surface Level Love if you just want to appreciate music in its raw form again just listen to that track um and while we're at it um thank you for listening to this so far and listening to the whole thing i appreciate you here's a little gift do not forget to book a book an appointment wow english is not my strong suit today apparently book an appointment with cosmo by kenner right you with me so far tell her that no internal monologue me morgan hi set you her way and get this you'll get a 10 percent off referral discount if you do from one of the best cosmetologists around especially if you're looking for color she is a whiz with color i literally i just go in there with like some sort of vision and then i'm just like go off 
you do whatever you want. Like I'll love it no matter what. Like that's how much trust I have in her. So definitely go check her out. And with that, honestly, yeah. Any any last words? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's everything. Thanks so much for having me on again. Absolutely. No problem. I love like having like guests come back to the show and like getting to talk to them about it. Cause like, I feel like the first initial time that they come to the podcast, people get a little bit intimidated, which like, if you've listened to my first episode, I was too. So like, I totally, yeah. but then we just get to break down the layer more and more and more. And we just like get to have an honest, authentic conversation and we get to make some content while we're doing it. So how fun. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in this week. Um, come back next week for some good old smashy little content. Hopefully, if I can get it up as planned, because the universe has really been working against me lately. So hopefully it works out. But with that, yeah, that should be the end of the episode. Um, toodaloo, you freaking bugaroos. <laughs> <laughs>